Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Jurassic World, colon, Fallen Kingdom, in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. The dinosaurs are back, and so is Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard with Fallen Kingdom, sequel to 2015's Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World film, uh, directed by Colin Trevorrow, is not, uh, it, it did not, um, it did amazing, like, it did really good numbers, it, you know, broke $200 million at the box office on its opening weekend, uh, which was, at the time, the new record, <clears throat> But um, it met mixed reviews when it came out, and I was very mixed on the film as well. I still have, I, I ended up giving it a 51 overall, so I wasn't, it's, it's no Jurassic Park, uh, but it's, it's also not as bad as many of the other Jurassic Park sequels. Um, personally, I think it's the best, uh, or actually I think it's the second best sequel to Jurassic Park. I have The Lost World a touch above it, but they're both very close and in the 50s together, with Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park 3 being significantly lower. Uh, so I wasn't terribly excited for Fallen Kingdom. You know, my my memories of the of Jurassic World did not age well the longer it, it we got away from it. Uh, I thought that the premise was pretty thin for Jurassic World. I, I feel like they just, they skipped over the an important movie in this franchise, which is, you know, we spent three movies proposing the idea of Jurassic Park, um, not dealing with Jurassic Park whatsoever, and then discovering the second island that dinosaurs lived on. And so the fourth movie, the park's been open all, for a long period of time, people are exhausted with, you know, the same old, same old dinosaurs. And so we have to create a new one. And by the end of the first Jurassic World, the park's closed because dinosaurs are killing everybody. Which is, um, I mean, it's fine, but like, we don't even get a movie where the park's just open. Why? Why couldn't that have been the first movie? Um, <clears throat> you know, like, I get that we eventually would be tired of dinosaurs, or maybe, but in, like, I forget how long they say it is that in the in Jurassic World, but, like, 20 minutes? Like, 20 years? I don't think so. That, that, that seems kind of ridiculous. Uh, just, you know, like, given how awe-inspiring and, and shocking the first Jurassic Park movie is, with regards to just showing us the dinosaurs and revealing them and making us fall in love and feel terror and and really actually experience what they would be like, uh, yeah, I, I just can't I can't envision we would be this fed you know we would be this bored by them so quickly. I, that was was something that really strained my credulity from the first movie. <clears throat> but if we ignore the first movie, take the resolution of that film on its merits, and, you know, we have to kind of move past that 
assume that that's the starting point for the second film, for Fallen Kingdom. Uh, we have to approach it from that perspective. We have to look at it as if it's it's not starting from a detrimental position, you know? If, if this is the movie we're getting, we have to evaluate it on its own merits. So, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. What does it do to change or or satisfy this franchise and the first thing is uh i I don't know how many of you watched the trailer i i didn't so i i really i i had heard that there was a volcano in the movie that's pretty much it and i was i didn't really even know what to think about that so the first half of the movie involves that volcano um, we return to our to the island of Jurassic World and um, Isla Nublar, and we are tasked with following our intrepid heroes as they attempt to track down Blue, the uh, lead raptor from the first movie, and um, hopefully escape the island with as many dinosaur species as possible to save them from an, erupt- an erupting volcano. The parable and uh, parallels between this plot and the presumed um, extinction of the dinosaurs millions and millions of years ago is not lost on me. I I think it's an interesting depiction. Uh, And the problem I have, though, with this plot direction is that it, it didn't need to happen. <clears throat> you know, n- nothing in nothing that I remember from Jurassic World led me to believe that this volcano was going to erupt. Um, even if they mentioned it was dormant, I, I still don't feel like there was any reason they had to make it blow up. And that's, that's the key point, right? Like, they had... It, this was a decision from the writers, not a decision of the story. And it really bothers me that you know, we spend all this time, you know, we've spent four movies, now five, trying to coexist and live and create and and remember dinosaurs the way they used to be. And this movie makes the decision, independently of the plot, independently of the story, makes the writing decision to have a an extinction-level event to wipe out the vast majority of them. Which I, I find infuriating. I, I, I just think that's so... Nothing that happens after the volcano sequence in the movie needed the volcano sequence to exist. You know? It, it, nothing of that... Like, like the, the rest of the plot revolves around dinosaur trafficking. Um, and none of that needs to, be, needs to happen because the volcano explodes. It does. It just doesn't. It, it's perhaps. I mean, like the volcano makes it more of an urgent thing, but th- it's not like these guys weren't going to traffic the dinosaurs in any way. It just. It just. It, I find it frustrating and silly. That being said, uh, a lot of the sequences that take place on the island are pretty solid, all around. Um, I remember seeing something on Twitter about how lava doesn't work the way that it's shown to work in this movie. Uh, I am not, like, uh, 
geologist or anything like that, so I, I don't know what the difference would be, but I believe them when they say that. <clears throat> so that, you know, I don't I, take that as you want it, but like it looks interesting, it looks decent. Um, you know, you see all these dinosaurs interacting and, and running from the, the terror of this exploding volcano. Uh, you've got humans in there. They are just kind of... It, it plays very similarly similarly to the... To um, Dr. Grant and the two kids running during the first Jurassic Park. They eventually leap over that fallen log as all the dinosaurs run over top of them. There is a scene that homages that scene in this movie, uh, but worse <laughs> somehow. So like they hop over the log um, and and there's that spherical transport device that, uh, that they used in the first Jurassic World that they're obviously that they're gonna use to, uh, to get away. But the log, the tree that's down, uh, slowly gets broken apart, and it gets broken apart so perfectly at, with each pr passing dinosaur, like they like they planned it out in sequence or something like I don't know. It's it fits too neatly, is I guess what I'm saying. Um, further, uh, so they get off; they're able to get off the island, uh, obviously, and <clears throat> everything that happens after the island and outside of the island generally takes place at the mansion um, of the uh, um, what's it, uh, infirmed uh, p former partner uh, of, of um, oh man, I can't think of his name. Uh, the guy that, the guy that was running Jurassic Park in the first movie, his former partner, played by James Cromwell, is now in bed, he's sick, he, he doesn't have, um, he's running, he, you know, he has a maid, he has a granddaughter, and then you've got Rafe Spall, who's kind of overseeing all the financial decisions going on, so, everything involving this is really cliche, very obvious, and never felt I don't know, like, there weren't stakes involved, really. And what I mean by that is, like, you know from the get-go that Rafe's Ball is kind of a bad guy. You never feel like James Cromwell is going to survive the movie uh, because of how sick he is. Like, what, what can he possibly do? He can barely, like, stand up. And it just, the whole thing... Everything that takes place in this house just felt so kitschy and, and so so much of a throwback and, and so sort of infantile compared to what happens in the first Jurassic Park movie. You know, the first, like, just, just seeing, like, stills from the first Jurassic Park movie, you can remember the sense of dread when the, when the raptors are, are, are tracking the children through the, the museum. You can, you know... You know, the whole, the clever girl scene is, is brilliant and, and beautiful. And it, it makes these, these dinosaurs feel like real creatures and real animals that, that could exist. And it, it shows them in, in this smart, but not 
humanistic way, whereas Jurassic World has kind of gone out of its way to show Blue, at least, as hu- as human. Kind of give him, her, uh, a, you know, intelligence and um, qualities that endear you to this dinosaur. And so this raptor, who is, which is one of the most terrifying um, species of dinosaur is nice is friendly like the notion of training them and becoming friends with them is kind of undermining this idea I think of what dinosaurs are supposed to be you know this isn't the land before time they're not talking it's not animated these are real living creatures and yeah, like, I've seen videos of people who are friends with lions, and I've seen, you know, uh, people who are able to interact with, like, alligators, you know, all these other predators that exist in the world now, but it just, there's something about it that doesn't feel right to me, and, and it really rubs me the wrong way, because I just, like, I don't think of the T-Rex as a hero, you know, the T-Rex is, like, the villain of the first movie. He nearly kills and does kill, like, half of the cast in the first movie. And in this movie, like, anytime there's, like, a rough rough scrape or, or you know, you're worried that somebody's going to get eaten by a different one of the dinosaurs, like, something comes along that's bigger and eats the th- current threat and then all of a sudden... And then just, like, kind of stalks off as if it's not going to go after the humans and... So, like, there's no palpable dread, there's no concern, you know, you're never worried about these characters, and it's really frustrating. Uh, there's, there's so, I don't know, I, I had, obviously I had a lot of problems with this movie. I, I thought the first Jurassic World was fine, it's okay, it's popcorn, it's whatever. This one, I was really frustrated and upset by, and, and walked out of the theater very furious, very frustrated, very upset, and, you know, I'm not interested in a sequel to this movie, which I know we're going to get, but I just, I think that these movies have taken a completely wrong direction, Uh, you know, are we never going to get a Jurassic Park movie with the park open and functional? Because I know that there are definitely plots that they could use that with, and the idea that we have to create and manufacture new dinosaurs to keep people entertained. Zoos have existed for hundreds of years. And, uh, you know, we've never tried to create new animals for zoos for those attractions. And they do fine. You know, I've been to the zoo recently and, and they were crowded. You know, it's still fascinating to see tigers and, and bears and, and giraffes. I don't know why it wouldn't be equally as fascinating for an even longer period of time to see dinosaurs. Uh, it's just it's just insane to me. I don't know. I, I just I just have an issue with this franchise and and so Fallen Kingdom Trevorrow wrote it, uh Bayona directed it. Uh Bayona who also directed um A Monster Calls, which I think is a good movie. But Fallen Kingdom is not. It's it's awful. And the direction is not great. The writing is worse. Uh, the effects are good. Um, you know, praising anything, praise the effects. I thought Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard 
continue this sort of manufactured romance between the two of them that I think is ridiculous. We are introduced to two new characters um, who I thought were fine. I would much rather the movie be about them than about Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, we also were introduced to that granddaughter character that I mentioned of James Cromwell. She was fine. I, I liked the, the, the actress playing her. Uh, I was really not a fan of the way she fits into the plot at all. Because that entire thread is just kind of dropped in your lap and then passed over. Because dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Like, if you're going to have a movie that introduces something as, as jaw-dropping and revolutionary as this movie does, but also features dinosaurs that man, have, man has created, you're kind of not going to be able to keep people's... You can't turn away from the dinosaurs, right? Like, they're just there. They're huge. They're they're big. They were extinct. Like, this is just such a big thing that I think introducing anything else besides that uh, is is only going to distract and detract from the story that you're trying to set, tell. Um, so, uh, so, like, uh, just it's really frustrating. Um, another thing... Uh, is there's a scene in the movie it's it's fairly long it's broken up uh, with cutting to other things but there's parts a part of the movie where um, money is involved I'm trying to not be like too spoilery about it money is involved and the figures are are very large very large mo monetary values but the things that the that that what's happening in this scene like, you could probably add up the total amount of money that's being talked about, and it's going to be less than the opening weekend that the movie is going to make at the box office. Those two things do not seem analogous to me at all. Like, those figures used in the movie are way too small for what's really happening in those moments. It just... I, I saw somebody mention that, that, like, this movie is going to make more money than what the money does in the movie, and it's just... It struck me as hilarious that that's actually a thing, and <clears throat> I don't know. There, there's. I say don't go see it. I don't think it's worth seeing. I think if you want to go see a popcorn flick, Incredibles Two is better. Uh, Infinity War is still out there in theaters. Wait for Ant Man and the Wasp because I'm betting that's going to be a better movie. Uh, you know, say what you know. Say what you want about Marvel and the fact that they try to do the same formula every time, but like at least that formula isn't idiotic and dumb, which the Jurassic World movies have definitely become. And it's it's really irritating because Jurassic Park is so incredible. It is one of the. It's an incredibly great movie. One of my favorites of all time. And I love dinosaurs. I was so into dinosaurs when I was younger. And it seems like the producers and creators and writers and directors of these movies have done everything they can to destroy the fondness I have for dinosaurs. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do spoilers for this. 
yeah, I think it would just be me talking about more specific things that I don't like, and that doesn't sound terribly fun. But suffice to say, uh, I, I gave Jurassic World a 23. So, like, uh, I mean, it's not the worst movie in the world. That does put it lower than Batman v Superman. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not, not a fan of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom doesn't make any impression on my circle of film awards and not even like special effects or something like that so yeah it's uh it's still gonna make so much money though i just i done i'm done with it i'm done with this franchise i i don't i'm i'm it's gonna be a long time before i'll be convinced that they can make a good jurassic park sequel and uh, if they're going to make a, a this, if they're going to finish out this trilogy, and I think it's supposed to come to its conclusion in 2021, I would be, I don't know, dumbstruck if if the third film in a bad trilogy was actually good. I can't think of any time that that's ever happened before. Um, although I'm sure there are a lot of people who would point to Thor as the as an example of that, and I, I do think Ragnarok is the best Thor film, but. I did like the first Thor quite a bit. So, uh, that being said, I, I I did not like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm not alone in this opinion, but reviews are definitely mixed. The last time I looked, it had a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, certainly not a film that is maligned, necessarily. But, you know, it really depends on who you're talking to. So... For me, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, thumbs down. Uh, that's about it, though. Uh, kind of a short one today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, if you don't agree, uh, you can at me, Circle of Film, on Twitter, or email, circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you would like to check out more episodes, old episodes, um, and, and look at uh, various statistics and leaderboards and things like that. You can head over to circleoffilm.com for all that and more. And if you would like to support the show uh, because you also hated Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, you can do so for as little as eight cents a month at patreon.com/circleoffilm. I want to thank you so much for listening, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell. I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never. Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to Saint Adieu In the name of love, one night in the name of love So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute So long